Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Healthy Living, a podcast where we try to guide you towards new levels of growth, self-love, and connection you never thought possible. My name is Kaylee. And I am Laura, and I am so glad to be here with you guys and gals and everything in between, I suppose. Yeah, neither, neither, both, all the things. None of the things. <laughs> all the things. All the, all the people. All the people. <laughs> or if you don't identify as a person, too, you know, maybe you identify as an alien. You're welcome, too. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> welcome to join hello. us. Uh, fingers crossed we can get through the recording of this episode (laughs) i know life does not want Uh, us to technical difficulties all around but that's okay we're gonna keep trudging forward as much as we can (laughs) yeah we have yet to experience too many technical difficulties so it's bound to happen i suppose yeah, no, we, we usually make out pretty good. We don't usually have many issues. The most that happens is that occasionally uh, the internet gives out on us mid-call and record, and we have to just get back in. You know, we just have to bring everything back up and go. But that's usually the extent of it. But, you know, we're just we're struggling through it today. It's okay, though. And yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, technically started yesterday. Wi-Fi went out for no reason, then just came back on a little later on. It's like, all right, well, (laughs) it's too late to record, so tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's great. That's great. Gotta love technology. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. So, how you been, Laura? I've been... I don't know, it's been kind of wild at my household. I got my sister and her friend here from Alabama. And, like I I told you, we kind of skipped a week because my, my boyfriend's biological father passed away, so... We've been trying to deal with all that stuff as well. So it's been, like, kind of overwhelming, but, like, in good ways and in bad ways. So it's, like, confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get but, it. I get it. <laughs> but we went to yeah, the drive-ins. It's never easy. No. No, that stuff is... I've, I've never really experienced a whole lot of death in my life, so it's definitely a newer thing to happen and have to, like figure out especially from for helping someone else more go through it yeah thankfully I also haven't experienced too much death I mean I lost my dad's father a few years back um that was the most recent one that I had experienced um and then you know my mom lost her dad when I was like super super young and same with my dad's mom so I don't really rem- I remember their deaths and their passing but I at the same time I was super young um yeah kind of have moved forward from their deaths already um but 
thankfully I haven't experienced, you know, too many cousins or friends even, um, you know, passing. Um, I know. It's just whole new territory. It's, it's hard. It's just... Sorry, the lag. The lag is going to make this a pain in the ass. <laughs> I was Continue. just saying it's whole new territory to to get through and to understand and it's just a lot of weird feelings that I'm learning to handle. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's tough. Um it is cuz I know when my my husband lost his aunt that was really hard for him, you know. Yeah. Um it's hard for his mom. It's still hard for her cuz that was his sister, her sister, you know. So she was yeah, super close to her, absolutely. so, you know, so it was, it was tough, but, you know, we, we did, we, we all, all got through it, you know, I helped him as much as I could with it, you know, we actually recently, we have a lot, a lot of cat mugs now because of, like, <laughs> his parents and my parents, because we love cats. i surprised. So, no, <laughs> uh, but his Mom, well, it was technically his cousin who gave them to us, but they gave they gave us his aunt's. Uh, she had these two cute like uh, little cat mugs, and they gave it to they gave them to us so they didn't have to throw them out because they knew we liked cats and stuff. So so we did we took them so that way no one had to throw them out. Um, and. We have them in our cupboard right now. We don't use them, but we want to get somewhere to put them um, and yeah. you know, display them because we're not going to use them because we don't want to risk breaking them. So we'll keep them in the cupboard for now to keep them safe, but we we want to eventually put them up somewhere so that way we can have them up and you can hold on to that piece, you know, for his mom and everyone. So, yeah, it's just one of those little things Aww. to help yeah. everyone with that loss that they're experiencing that I don't understand because I never really got to know her. Um, right. She passed away pretty early into mine and Nick's relationship. So I didn't get to know her too well at all, you know, so it's one of those things that I will continue to, to help all of them, you know, as best as I can with helping with her memory and, you know, the loss that they experience, but it is, it's, it's something to adjust to and to learn how to figure out and navigate. Um, yeah. 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 So it's been quite a, a week or two and yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's definitely rough the first couple months, <laughs> uh, after you know, losing someone, especially that important in your life, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and we're, we've been trying to, like, you know, make the best of it with my sister here, so we've been doing fun stuff, which I think, in a way, is helping Mark, you know, kind of, hey, mm -hmm. do not scratch this chair or I will beat you, kitty. I know you're new here, but it'll happen. Uh, she will not actually beat the cat. No, I will she just will threaten. just... <laughs> exactly. Just throwing that out there. It helps me. It helps me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Threatening helps me. 
just gonna say it. Just just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, but yeah. Um, well, how have you good. been? I'm glad that, that I'm glad that that's helping him and yes. that he's Sorry. moving forward. It seems he's doing pretty good, you know, for the most part. Um, yeah, and no, finding absolutely. ways to keep moving forward and keep pushing himself. Um, that's good. Uh, but I've been good. Um, you know, things haven't been too, too crazy. Nick's back in the restaurant world, so I'm alone a lot now. Aww. Oh, man. He works, like, 10.30 in the morning to, like, 10, 11 at night. Um. Oh, so you, like, never see so him. he doesn't get home. Yeah, he works, and his days off are Monday and Tuesday. So, thankfully, with my job, I can work my days however I need them to be, you know, for the most part. And Good. I try to keep my Mondays and Tuesdays as my, they already kind of are my easier days. You know, I don't have a lot of accounts. Or, like, if I do have a lot of accounts, they're small mom and pop shops where I'm in there for, even with, even when I talk to them, maybe ten minutes maybe 15. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, I don't spend super long in those accounts, but I try to keep those days like my lighter days because those are his days off. So I try to get home as early as I can on those days. Um, and then I do see him on the weekends, my days off because I'll, I just stay up. So it's Friday. So I'll stay up and wait for him to get home, you know, and I'll see him in the morning before he goes to work and stuff. So well, we see each other. We we make do with what we with what time we get. Um, Those are long but, days for him. I feel. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> he's That's met rough, his match man. for a rush for this restaurant. He is he's met his match, but he's doing he's so capable. But he's also not been in a true kitchen <coughs> atmosphere for like. <clears throat> I don't know, I think it's been like six or seven months, something like that. And that's a good chunk mm-hmm. of time to, you know, lose your flow. <clears throat> so, of course. you know, his description of it is like basically every bad, every terrible restaurant or hard restaurant he's worked at all mixed into one. And I'm like, yeah, you got this. You can, you can totally do this. You just got to get into it. Yes, he he's been doing great. Um, he gets... He gets injured a lot more now because he's back into an actual kitchen. So that means he's coming home with injuries every day again. Uh, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, he's got a he's got he's got a gnarly one on his hand. It's literally like it goes on his thumb, goes on the back of his hand, and then it kind of swoops around and it goes onto his wrist, kind of down to his forearm a bit. It and how the hell does that burned. happen? Oh my god! Burn. I can't remember if it was oil. If he said it was oil or not. Um, he works around like an open fire that's like four hundred some odd degrees plus. You know that he's manning all day long plus, you know, making food and all that stuff. So, yeah. But he's you know he's he loves it. It's just he's still adjusting 
because he hasn't been doing it for very long. Um, And they just opened not too long ago. So he's still adjusting to everything, you know? Um, But I know know he's enjoying it as hard as it is for him right now because, you know, he gets home and he doesn't have a lot of time to hang out and do much because he has to go to bed pretty quickly, you know? I know. He gets to hang out for a little bit, and then he has to go to bed, so... Peace. I usually... Uh, I've gotten him hooked on my San Pellegrino drinks that I like. Uh, it's basically sparkling juice. Really <laughs> um, so those are what I drink when I want something that's not so great for me, but not horrible for me. You know? Yeah. Cause of course. The, it's got, you know, it's got sugar in it, but it's not a crazy amount of sugar, but it's not the greatest amount of sugar, you know, you, you know, it's like, but it's, it's my little, little guilty pleasure, but, so now, now Nick likes having one of those when he gets home, and at night he has one when he gets home, and I try to roll a joint for him, uh, and leave it there for him to have, so it's all ready to go. Uh, Aw, look at you, so nice. I try to do little things like that to help him with, you know, the unwinding part, because yeah. it's tough when you don't have long when you get home between when you get home in bed. I know. Yeah, unwind quick, so. Uh, but when whenever we run out of the San Pellegrinos, it's funny, he'll, be, he'll text me or he'll let me know, like, can you get more? <laughs> so we went to the fridge the other day, and we were out, and I was really sad, and I was like, yes, I can... <laughs> I can get more. Uh, uh, so now I try to keep a nice fully, a nice stock of San Pellegrino in our fridge for for him so he can have one at night. Uh, Aw, that's so cute. The little you things. You guys are so the cute little right now. <laughs> it's the little things you try to do for each other. We try to, we, we do, especially since we don't see each other very often, I try to do little things here and there that I can. Of course. Like, All right, well, so I leave, so I leave a note for him. To come home to with his joint right there for him <laughs> sometimes I have food for him sometimes I don't and I just leave just him a little surprise. note when he comes home and it's just like here you go welcome home uh, love you good night here's what I did here's this for you have a good night <laughs> good, I love good you <laughs> I will not I will not see you <laughs> not consciously yeah, anyways. no I don't get to see you so and then he usually responds on the other side of the note and then I get that in the morning so so you know little 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 things you guys are That's so cute important. absolutely I feel like Mark and I are quite similar in that way too it's all about the little things yeah, it's just like mm-hmm. it's the little things. Mark and I are like that too. And I think it's really important, especially if you work opposite schedules mm-hmm. like you and yeah, exactly. your man does and mine and my man do as well. Exactly, cuz it's it's important especially when you're especially when you're married. Um <laughs> uh because you know, it it can right. you can start to feel a little a, a little lonely. Um when you know you don't ever see your spouse and you don't have many friends, uh, <laughs> and then you're like, eh, well, I know, huh, you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna write a note for him. 
Yep. Yeah, literally. Just, just, just me, and me and my cats. Me and my cats. One is circling me right now. <laughs> well, there you are. One is circling me. I know I moved and ripped a blanket that we're sharing off of the new kitty. And, How dare um, you? He was not happy. So. Oh, what? Of course. All right. Well, <laughs> what we're talking about, cats, has nothing to do with today's episode After topic. All that jazz. <laughs> but let's, you know, yeah. let's, uh, so far, let's get into it. Let's nothing to do with today's. Jump into today's episode, which is we're gonna be talking about fat phobia. It's a very real thing. I don't know. This topic has been a yeah. This topic's been a huge one that's been on my mind lately, and because it's kind of been like a newer Mm. thing that I'm becoming more conscious about, you know. And mm. it's kind of blowing my mind in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so that's why I've been super yeah. pumped about I this get episode. It. I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, literally ingrained in everything we think, say, feel, see. Like, it's, it's everywhere, you know? It, it's, fat phobia is the thought that fat equals bad lazy, ugly, undeserving, less than, you know, um, and then we take the opposite and say good things about thin bodies, you know, that they're healthier, virtuous, you know, basically good, just overall good and superior, and that's not a good thing, like, Fat phobia leads to discrimination and harm. Physically, mentally, emotionally, it's disgusting and it's unacceptable. Honestly, like, it's... Absolutely. And I think that, like, like I said, that a lot of people aren't even conscious of it being a thing or being around or it being everywhere that it is and I, and nobody knows like kind of what started it and why people actually feel this way because there's nothing you know justifiable mm. to make mm-hmm. us feel this way yet everyone feels this way and you know and it wasn't until I listened to some of my some of my own podcasts and learned more about fat phobia that I now see it everywhere and I see how detrimental it is to people's health and how severe people you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. beat themselves mm-hmm. up over their bodies. It is. It's really sad. And it's sad. You know? So I feel like I don't want ever anyone to be upset that they have thought these things or have thought this way because it's, it's, it's in, like Kaylee said, it's ingrained in mm-hmm. everything. You know, it's hard, it, we have to unlearn it now at this point. Um, because fat phobia has been so normalized, it's like in everything. And honestly, the, the awareness and the education around fat phobia is where, you know, I don't know, it's just honestly kind of 
Um, I'm, I'm, I lost my word. I'm not sure. I, it, I get it. I, I get it. I had a specific word. Another word? It honestly just will change everything exactly. for how you think and exactly. feel about yourself and other people around you. It's okay. I had a, it's a okay. pretty word, but it's now fine. it's gone. So. <laughs> um. I lost where you were, so I don't know. I can't remember where to so, so you're going to have to continue forward a little. That's okay. I was just going <laughs> to say then that... <laughs> You know, that we here want to talk about why fat phobia is everywhere and kind of where it originated from. Because, I don't know, when, like I said, when I learned it, it was like a game changer. It's like kind of mind-blowing and it, it opens up my mind. And because we are not meant to hate our bodies and, you know, we are not born hating our bodies. This is something that is taught to mm -hmm. us through exactly. many different exactly. ways. Um, yeah, it's generational because it's been happening for a long fucking time. Like a really long time. Um, like I'm talking fat phobia and the need for thinness basically goes back to 18th, 19th century. Um, you know, we go from admiring the full figured Renaissance woman to this huge shift and shame around weight, you know? And it's really important that we ask why. And so we did. We asked why. And it basically turns out that in the West, you know, America and Canada, basically, um, maybe even Southern America, um, but fat phobia is rooted in the transatlantic slave trade. Big surprise there. <laughs> Um, it seems that everything negative comes back to mm -hmm. trying to discriminate mm -hmm. against oh, yeah, another person. Exactly, especially another person of another <laughs> color. You know, it, they're not white. They have to find some form of discrimination that is always going to come back to us in our history because white people were very horrendous to people of other ethnicities and you Anybody know, else? you know, wasn't pretty, <laughs> wasn't pretty. Yeah, no, and you know, honestly, in order to have slavery, you know, obviously there has to be mm -hmm. certain belief systems in place and continued. Um, um, things that would kind of justify slavery being a thing to begin with. And so when it came to slave trade, in order to deter determine who was a slave and who wasn't was mm -hmm. easy at first because, like you said, it was solely based on skin color, you know. Obviously, black equals a slave, black equals bad, you know. But after years of interracial sex in the colonies and having children we would today consider biracial, you know, 
it became more and more challenging, which is why they had to come up with other ways to kind of differentiate between Mm -hmm. slaves bad and everyone else good. Because, you know, we have to, apparently, because everybody has to be segregated in some way, shape, or form for some reason. Um, you know, so one of the next, um, belief systems they put in place to be able to continue slavery was that black people were overly sensuous, uh, gluttonous, immoral, uncontrollable, you know, basically therefore saying that they're lesser than white people. And so the obsession with thinness started as white women demonstrating their quote-unquote self-control of sex, food, you know, how they acted, all that stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all that fun stuff, um, to put themselves apart from slaves and black people. They basically made it that that is lazy, you know, eating is sinful, basically. And so eating and body size became two of the characteristics that were being used to suggest that these are the people who don't deserve freedom. Yeah, and unfortunately it was just another, you know, fake ideology that was created to support slavery in the belief that black people are less than and unworthy, which obviously, as we know today, is untrue. Well, hopefully you know. I would hope you know. You better fucking know, and if not, you better fucking learn. You better fucking run. Because I know I threatened my cat, but I'll threaten you too. (laughs) Because, you know, obviously, although slavery has ended, you know, these racist and fatphobic thought patterns and belief systems are still everywhere in our society today. Because not only, because we talked about how it's generational, and it can be, even generational trauma can be passed down through person to person. But also it's everywhere in our society between, like, beauty standards or even, even, um, you know, the food that is advertised to us and then all of the diet industry that's advertised to us. It's all Mm -hmm. working against us, making us feel like you're fat, so you need all this stuff to feel better, to feel pretty, to Mm -hmm. feel, you know, and it's just not true. There's nothing wrong. (laughs) No, exactly. Exactly. It's just to make money. You know? Oh, yeah. Pro... Pro Pro-thinness and and anti-fatness just rely on all of us thinking that all bodies can be thin through self-discipline with food and exercise. And, you know, that body size simply reflects your personality and your commitments to social norms. But, like we've said before that's not true you know it takes it's not all about food and exercise and sometimes our bodies are just sometimes our bodies have different things going on that cause food and exercise to not even be a thing that you can control you know you could be eating the healthiest that you have ever eaten and still be 
overweight because you have some form of hormone disorder or medication that you take, you know? The assumptions around, you know, all of this stuff, you know, your body size, social, like following social norms, it's unscientific, you know? We've, we've said it, we'll continue to say it, that there's more to being healthy and, you know, things to do with your weight and being healthy, you know, being, being thin isn't everything. Um, yes. And it's not always as simple as, you know, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not simple. No, everybody's body is so complex. Exactly. It's not just eat less, exercise, you know, discipline yourself, count your calories, do this, do that, you know, go to the gym five times a week, you know, it's not about that. If you're eating healthy, you're getting, you know, you're doing some exercises, you know, at least a couple times a week, or you're being at least active, you're paying attention to your body, your diet, you know, you are healthy, then that's what matters. It doesn't matter if you're thick or thin or something in between. It doesn't matter. You are, your body is fine. Your, your body is beautiful in every, in every aspect, you know? Um, You don't have to be super skinny and have six-pack abs to be beautiful or to be acceptable in in society even, you know? To feel enough, you don't need it. And if you have it, good. Exactly. You're enough as well, but, like, you don't, it's not a necessity and it doesn't change who you are on whether you have it or not. You still are you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's important. If you're skinny, great. If you're not skinny, great. Who cares? It's about are you healthy and are you happy? Awesome. That's what's important. Yeah. Healthy and happy. So I guess I kind of want to bring it back to the fact that, you know, all of the thoughts that we have, at least when it, with a lot of things, but this topic specifically when you talk about fat phobia, it it does come back to, you know, all of these patterns and, and passed down thoughts that we've had. So when you look in the mirror, try on clothes and get all of these negative fat phobic thoughts about your body, you know, we want you to remember one thing and it's that these thoughts that you have do not happen because they are true thoughts. These thoughts are, you know, social programming that was created and maintained for years. And like we said, decades, you know, it's it's been around for a long fucking time. And now all of this social pro- programming kind of filters up into your own mind as your own voice, making you think that those thoughts are actually true when in fact it's just bullshit that's been around to make you think lesser of certain people. You know, because, like, society has this habit of trying to find ways 
to segregate people, whether it be because of their race, their weight, their social class, you know, it, yeah. there's always got to so be many some ways. form of segregation for some reason, you know, so that those on top can stay on top and those on bottom don't rise up. Yeah, and just feel like shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I guess to kind of get out of feeling like shit in a lot of ways is, you know, the first ways, at least here with this topic, is to become educated. You know, get out of that fat phobic mindset, educate yourself, and look into it more on your own because, you know, there really is way more information than this. It, and it's really, you know, mind-opening. This is just to kind of keep it short and sweet and get you started on your journey. Because, you know, as I continue to look into it and learn about it, it's honestly mind-blowing. And I can officially find, like, thoughts that I'm having. And I'm like, where did that even come from? You know, that's not true. You know, I just think that because that's what I've been taught to think. I don't have to think that because that's not actually true. And it makes me feel a lot better. And, um, and the second thing that, you know, you can try, and it's another kind of brilliant way to rewire the way you think about your body and the bodies around you is to detox your social media. And I was just talking to a, a client of mine about this, about detoxing your social media, um, because social media is in everybody's lives. So we have to, you know, at least try to use it so it helps us and not hurts us. Um, so in order to detox your social media, you have to do two things. One is to take off anyone who kind of, you know, just isn't serving you anymore. You know, these are the people you follow to look at their pictures and you just automatically say, man, in comparison to them type of thing, I am not good enough. I suck. I'm ugly. You know, me and my body are just not enough, basically. You know, those are not producing good thoughts in your head. You're not doing good things for you. You're just continuing no. the patterns that no. have already been there and making them stronger. Exactly. You know, so we don't want to keep repeating bad patterns. No, absolutely not. And so to kind of do the opposite and rewire your brain in the opposite way is to kind of add people who do look more like you and then, you know, some. Add a whole variety. Look at the people around the world and all the beautiful shape sizes of everything and how boss ass they're already being you know think about the parts of you that you want to love more and go follow the people who already are loving that part of them you know i'm talking about anything you know curly hair big noses thick thighs big hips anything whatever you feel you feel needs more love and you feel like social media is an outlet for you you know use it to your advantage at this point you know, open up and broaden your horizons of the bodies that you see on a day-to-day -day basis because everyone is different and it is beautiful to see and it's beautiful to see how confident people can be looking the way they do in any shape and form. Exactly. It's good to surround yourself with positive motivators. Yeah. Not things that make you feel down about yourself or your life just because someone looks a certain way and you don't or has something that you don't have you know 
you need to surround yourself with people that are a lot like you too. Um, mm -hmm. Not just the people that, you know, I don't know, just like the like stereotypical that, beauty and diet standards, which, I mean, if people are naturally yeah. like that and they're not killing themselves, ooh, sorry, and aren't naturally killing themselves and they're naturally like that, then that's also totally fine. But if they're making you feel like that's how my body needs to look or if should look. If you're following look, someone that <laughs> makes you feel like shit, stop following them. Just stop just following stop them. You're just digging yourself Get a hole, shooting yourself in no the foot. Knees, you stop no, it. Yeah no need to keep them around and continue to have them feed into whatever negative thing it is they're feeding into. Yes. So get all them body positive beauties on your social media and it exactly. will take a little bit of time, but you will really see the difference of how you think about your body and the bodies around you. Exactly. And that's what's important. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, uh, think that's it. I think yes. that's all we got like for we, you. Like we said, there's lots more information out there, but you're going to have to dig it up on your own for now. Seriously. Do your research. Educate yourself on these things, you know. If they pique your interest, learn more. And they learn more ways to help yourself and to help others feel good about themselves and to feel happy. That's what's important. We're all trying to help yes. each other feel better. Mm-hmm. And love themselves. Exactly. So, like we said, that's it. That does it for this episode. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, then please go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps us get seen more by more people, and also subscribe, follow us wherever else you listen, um, and if you can rate us on there, please do. If you want to contact us on our social medias at all, it's at No Country for Healthy Living on Instagram and Facebook. You can also contact us at our email, which is nocountryforhealthyliving at gmail.com. And also, if you guys are interested in digging deeper into your own personal journey, your goals, you know, you need a little extra guidance uh, in whatever it is you're trying to achieve and you want to be coached by either Laura or myself, then you can contact us on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at DearKitten3 and Laura's is at YasQueenCoaching. That's Y-A-S, screwed it up. That's Y-A-S, <laughs> Queen Coaching. Um, and once again, we thank you guys for listening. We look forward to talking to you guys again next time. And remember to stay safe out there and make healthy choices. Mm -hmm.